Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to The Season Keepers, the show where the only two people we recommend keeping for the season is us. My name's Matt, aka Clean Sheet Wipeout. And my name's James, aka FBL Jog. How you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Um, an okay week for me and Sky. Um, decent, set of, decent set of games. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I know you had a, a decision to make in yesterday's Arsenal Palace game, which potentially didn't go your way but we'll uh we'll come on to that at the end won't we yes we will right as always we'll uh do our match week rundown we'll talk about our teams and then we've got a few questions at the end and i also want to touch on the fixtures because we finally had the uh, fixture announcements for november and december so we'll come on to that at the end but as always thanks courtesy to ff stuff we jump onto the games and first things first it was watford nil liverpool five yeah, fantastic game, um, fantastic performance from Mo Salah, brilliant goal. Um, we spoke about, enough about him in recent weeks. You, he is essential, uh, a season keeper, if you will, yeah, um, for our team easily. Uh, you mm-hmm. you want to captain him basically almost in every game. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't talk much more about Salah, but um, with regards to the, the back... The back two, um, easily hitting passing tier. Uh, 106 passes for Matip and 96 for Van Dijk. Yeah. It's what we want to see, um, Van Dijk owners. Um, Obviously, it costs a lot of money, so you want to be hitting those tiers and a clean sheet as well. Um, Absolutely. It was a nice tempo. It's what you you want, yeah. I don't think... I'd like to know uh, Firmino's ownership, actually. Uh, yeah, you can, have, you can have a look whilst I, uh, I talk about the, the rest of it. So, obviously, Hendo there picked up 103 passes in the game. Really unlucky not to hit tackle tier. He got um, three tackles. Obviously, Bobby Firmino there, yeah, what? Shot tier, got a hat-trick, got an assist. Although, Salah got man of the match, which was an interesting one. And I thought, because obviously Trent's got, I think, still got a reasonable ownership, Incredibly unlucky. Obviously taken off in the 65th minute. Off with 59 passes. So um, just missed out on two, you know, an additional two points there. And very likely would have got past in tier two come the end of the game had he stayed on. So that's really unfortunate compared to the likes of Van Dijk and Matip. Yeah, it is. And uh, Firmino is owned by 1.5% of the game and 0.1% of the top 1,000 players. Wow. And you compare that to Mo Salah in which he's owned by 92.5% of the top 1K. I'd like to know who the other 7.5% is. How are they in there? Yeah. How are they in the exactly. top 1K? 75 <laughs> managers in the top 1K don't own him. It's unbelievable. Christ. Well, um, I think we move on to a game that doesn't look particularly pretty in terms of sky points, but it was a cracking game. And uh, really a game that, was flipped on its head in the last 15 minutes it was Aston Villa 2 Wolves 3 yeah a crazy game um I think people may be on some Villa players for with a view to the covering that Villa Southampton fixture I've got, I've got Martinez Pro- and I was, I was gonna say off. probably Martinez yeah, um so obviously a bit of a disappointment in this game uh no save tier no clean sheet three yeah. conceded it's not it's not great got a big fat zero uh, on the Wolves side, I myself have Saar and Size in one team. Um, so very happy with Size oh, yeah, scoring. I bet you were. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, love and life. Uh, very unexpected, but you'll take it. Um, and 
it gives me confidence for the future of Wolves um, based on this performance. It's uh, maybe not defensively, but <laughs> it's going to be a boost for their team spirit. Yeah, for sure. And I guess the other talking point is the fact that Danny Ings was the one got the goal this time round. Um, got himself shot tier one. Watkins got booked. No shots on target. But I honestly think that will switch regularly between the two. So if you are going to jump on one, whether you want to or not for uh, for this Friday, you've probably already gone there if, if you had. Um, I, I just think, you know, it's a flip of a coin at the end of the day. It's it's a tough decision. and They're both similar price. I think there's point one in it. So, yeah, I wouldn't worry too much. Um, jumping on then to a game in which we expected goals. Not sure we expected David De Gea to pick up seven saves. It was Leicester four, Man United two. Yeah, a lot of, lot of goals in this game. Uh, De Gea, seven saves. And that's without the, obviously, the four that went past him. Yeah. Um, crazy game. Uh, but Tielemans, the kind of notable standout return for Sky players. Uh, obviously, a goal, shot tier, passing tier. Jamie Vardy doing well. Um, he's in one of my teams and has been for this run. So I did consider moving him on on after this game, but there was no one I really wanted to go to. No, so um, no. I've, I'm just going to stay with him, I think. Yeah, exactly. Like Tielemans, uh, I think it was a 15-pointer because he got man of the match as well. It's, oh, yeah, it's one hell of a return. And I'm, I'm annoyed with myself because I own Tielemans pre-overhaul. Um and I just decided price-wise that I was going to go elsewhere. And That's yeah, one of those. Yeah, yeah. He, he's definitely kind of kicked me in the arse with that because he's been a returner and he's one of those midfielders that in Sky is quite consistent. So, um, yeah, I might, if I have to, at some point with Leicester coverage, look to, to go back there. Definitely. I mean, we spoke about all those sort of CDMs uh, a few pods ago and, uh, yeah, just getting those returns. Yeah, and I guess that the fact that Perez and Daka, their stats really sums up how Leicester basically put Man United to the sword in the last 15 minutes because Perez came on in the 73rd minute, got two assists. Daka came on in the 77th minute, got a goal and three shots on target. So, um, yeah, I think Man United kind of kind of fell apart and obviously Soyuncu, Vardy and Daka score in 78, 83 and 90th minutes. So it's, uh, it's one of those games where they really just... Just run at them, and I'm worried about Man United personally. Um, if you're on Ronaldo, I think it's probably time to move on for now. Uh, there are Man United games we'd want to go back to in Sky, which we can touch on later, but I don't think you're likely to captain him anytime soon, so I'd probably be moving him on if you're still on him. That's a fair, fair shout. Um, jumping on then to uh, a game in which... Probably annoyed a few with a, a little bit of rotation there. Obviously, Ruben Diaz uh, being the main one. Um, it was Man City 2, Burnley 0. Yeah, um, Diaz proven he, he can be dropped, um, which is a bit of a shame for one of my Sky teams. Uh, Cancelo, I think, is if anything, seems to be playing nearly every game, yeah. um, which is brilliant because you don't even expect him to play every game. So... To see him get a clean sheet and pass into his uh, music music to my ears. Um, Bernardo Silva, uh, a goal and pass into here, just about. Yep, yeah, um, he's 60. Been, yeah, yeah, just 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 about got there. But 
he's he's been okay recently. Uh, Rodri and com- comfortably hitting Parsons here, as did as did Ake. Um, obviously, you're going to go nowhere near Ake due to rotation. Nah, nah. Um, yeah, the, the the more nail players, other than say Cancelo, didn't really do too do too well. No, no. I mean, obviously, you'd expect DS to probably play the majority. The, I guess the main talking point for me was the fact that John Stones returned um, to the Man City squad. So he didn't didn't pick up tears in this game, but he's maybe trying to find his way back into the fold. And obviously, he played Ake. It was a it was what a, I guess Ake was was out wide, but it was technically three centre centre backs in there: Stones, Laporte, and Ake. I'd probably expect Diaz to come back in at the weekend. You know, Ake would miss out then, but I, I can't see them playing Stones, Laporte and Diaz as well as, say, Cancelo and or a, a Walker and Zinchenko. So um, I'm keen to see which one drops out because Stones isn't playing in the Champions League game tonight. He hasn't travelled, I think, due to personal reasons, um, which means that obviously the others are. Now, if Stones is back in contention, does that mean he then comes in again at the weekend if it's his personal reasons of, you know, bottoming themselves out? Um, potentially, yeah. Um, I've just seen that Cancelo scored in the Champions League. So there, there we go. There you go. Attack and returns. We, oh, we know man. what he does. Such a good player. <laughs> I, I don't own him in either of my Sky teams and desperately trying to find a way of, uh, of getting him into at least one. Right, uh, moving on to what was a pretty dire game, to be honest. Um, nothing to really talk about in Sky either, and the fact that Dunk got Parson Tier 1, but it was Norwich nil, Brighton nil. Yeah, not much to discuss. Uh, a lot of yellows across the board, but I don't think people really, maybe on a few Brighton players, but nothing really to talk about on this one. No, not really. Obviously, Duffy's in there still. Whether he stays much longer, I think Webster is uh, is back or at least due back. So we could see Duffy possibly dropping out. That's one to keep an eye on. I know he's probably still quite highly owned. Um, other than that, yeah, I think we just move on, mate, and move on to a game that I attended. It was Southampton 1, Leeds 0. Yeah, uh, watched the game at, uh, at home and it was a brilliant performance from Saints. Um Unexpected a little bit, but I guess uh, Leeds without a few key men, so Bamford, Phillips, and obviously Rafinha. Yeah. Um, I like many others, I think, have held Rafinha because obviously he's just been a great player, and yeah, uh, just obviously he only missed out really due to the time he had back from uh, South America. Yeah. Um. So yeah, great, great to see Broja scoring. Scoring for us, um, and played also hitting well. shots here as well. Yeah, Brozier played very well. I, I wouldn't be surprised, providing fitness, because he went off with a knock. That I think he will um, start again at the weekend against Burnley, just because of his his aerial ability and his strength. I think key assets going up against obviously that quite tough Burnley backline. I think he's probably more suited to a performance like that rather than Adam Armstrong, who obviously was benched this game and didn't even come on. Agreed. Um, moving on then to um, a game in which we probably expected a clean sheet, although a lot of us are on Rudiger, who picked up a knock before the game. It was Brentford nil, Chelsea 1. 
Yeah, a fantastic defensive performance, goalkeeping performance from uh, Mendy. Unbelievable. Uh, six, six saves. Uh, it felt like a hundred saves. Yeah. He was he was getting bombarded by Brentford. They were pinging balls in. It, they hit the post in Bremo. It was. Uh, I'm amazed they kept a clean sheet in the end. If I'm honest, and very grateful for a Christensen clean sheet and passing to you. Um, that definitely makes up for his uh, non-appearance last week. Yeah. So I think it's just going to be sort of a case of riding the storm with players like Christensen. Uh, I think yeah. he should feature in most of the most yeah. of the games. Yeah, you'll take a ten pointer. I mean, he was the only player in that that Chelsea back line to to get Parson Tier and obviously he got himself Parson Tier two there. Um I think the interesting shout was the fact that Aspel Equator played um ahead of Reese James as right wing back and it was Saar that came in alongside Chalaba um as the two centre backs with Christensen. Um I think I've seen that Rudiger is back in training, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him come back. And obviously Thiago Silva um I think is back obviously after the uh the international break. Whether he plays the Champions League game this week and then maybe misses out of the weekend again, who knows, because it's Norwich. Um, no offence to Norwich, but I think it's probably a good time to to rest a few. And one of those players that I'm worried about is Lukaku. Um, so he taken off in the 77th minute in this game, didn't get any short, shot on target again. And Tuchel's comments worry me a little bit because... He speaks about the fact that Lukaku is mentally tired and feels that he's played too much over the summer and in the Nations League. If Lukaku plays against Malmo in the Champions League this week, I am concerned that he doesn't start against Norwich this weekend, even though you've got the Carabao Cup the following week. Yeah, it's a, it's a fair concern to have. Um, are you already on him? No, see, I, I was tempted. Um, I've not got Lukaku at the moment. And I did initially have the plan to to go there. I honestly think even if I see the lineup, because um, obviously we get to see the lineup with the early kickoff, I think I'll just go with either Rudiger or Aspilicueta. And we'll come on to captaincy coverage um, at the end. But I might just save my two transfers because I'm probably going to bring Lukaku in if I was for two to three games and then ship him out again. I think I'm just going to hold and stick with a, not using two transfers and use the, the Chelsea centre-backs because, as we've seen regularly, they can pick up 10-pointers. I fully expect them to pick up Parsons here against Norwich and I'd be shocked if they didn't keep a clean sheet. So I'd take a 20-pointer captaincy. Lukaku would have to get two attack and returns to match that. Yeah, I, I understand the logic. Um, I think it's actually less risky to go for a Chelsea defence than it is Lukaku because... It's in in my head that clean sheet is way more nailed on than than him scoring. Yeah. However, the I guess the ceiling is higher for Lukaku. Yeah. If you were to, he could get a hat trick, and he would he'd be a captain, and that could be forty points. Yeah, yeah. I, I, if he goes big, it's going to hurt and massively. I think with the team sheet, I think if we didn't see the team sheet, I'd be more worried. Like like you've been saying, but mm. I think because we can see the team sheet, I think. You've got to go there if you're, say, there's one strike you're not particularly happy with. Yeah, no, agreed. Like, say, say you're on, say you're on Ronaldo. Yes, I know you don't get the fixture game, but if it was part of your plan, I'd probably still go Ronaldo over Lukaku because I know in the Sky we don't often say you know make the transfer on the 
on the the Saturday because you don't make the fixture game. But I think Lukaku probably outscores Ronaldo over the next three, and he's probably the man you want to be on with. And if you do jump on him, you're going to captain him. Are you captain Ronaldo? No. So yeah, I think that that could be a call if you're still on CR seven. Right, um, moving on then to the Sunday games. And first things first, it was Everton nil, West Ham 1. Yeah, another another defeat for Everton. Um, tight, a tight one. And uh, not too much much to talk about in terms of tiers. Um, Declan Rice picking up passing tier. Um, another assist for for Bowen and, and also hitting shot tier. Bit, a bit disappointing, obviously, for Antonio. Yeah. Um, captain one of my teams uh, to get booked as well is just uh, not what you want to see. Nah, frustrating. Um, I'm also on Benarama as well, and he's sort of, sort of obviously going off the boil, so to speak. He is, yeah. Yeah, Benarama's one that I'm keeping an eye on because, again, yeah, I've got him um, in both my teams at the moment, actually. And I can't see a way of getting rid. Um, but I think I'm going to have to because... It might be a case of, say, we'll come on to the fixtures soon, but a Ben Rama to say an Embuemo might be a good move if you're on him because we do need Brentford. And I genuinely yeah, believe that Ben Rama is slowly going off the boil a little bit. They also have Europa League again on Thursday. So is that going to, you know, affect minutes and um, kind of attack and returns? So for me, Antonio probably a hold. Ben Rama might be looking to sell. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And then the other point, which again we'll come on to, is um, Everton assets. Uh, I think we're going to need to to hold, and we'll discuss why shortly. The issue being that if you're on Decore, you're probably incredibly unfortunate because it sounds as though he's probably out for at least six to eight weeks with a metatarsal injury. Could have been a lot worse by the uh, the rumours this morning. But um, yeah, the club have kind of announced he doesn't need surgery, but it's probably six to eight weeks, so that's really unlucky. Yeah, it just happens in this game, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And then um, moving on to the final game on the Sunday, and obviously the first game for the new Saudi ownership at Newcastle. It was Newcastle 2, Spurs 3. Yeah, a very good game, this one. Um, Newcastle got off to a fantastic start. Uh, the crowd were right behind them, and it was a great, great header from Callum Wilson. It was, um, yeah. Just looks like he's just picked up where he left off. Um, very impressed with him. See, uh, finally, a a goal for Harry Kane. <laughs> oh, mate, I was so happy. I went Harry Kane captain because obviously, as we know and spoken about, I've had him in my team for a few weeks. This was, again, one of the games I brought him in because I knew I was going to captain him. And thank fuck he got a goal and an assist. Didn't didn't even hit shot tier, but I didn't care because, you know, it, it was finally some attack and returns. And it feels weird that, it's been eight game weeks and uh, Harry Kane's finally got his first goal and his first assist. Yeah, lo- long overdue. Um, Hoiberg returning for me again. Mate, you, um, your shout with Hoiberg. Should, I think he should have got a man of the match. This yeah, is yeah. insane. His stats, he is literally got, what, 99 passes, nine tackles. That deserves like extra points. It does, yeah. It, it's it's ironic that, that that sums up 999 because... Obviously, um, the game was kind of marred by a 20-minute a period in which uh, I think it was Eric Dyer and Regulon 
um, alerted the referee that there was unfortunately a Newcastle fan was having a cardiac arrest in the ground. Thankfully, um, with obviously the attention and the, the swift action of both players and and fans, it sounds as though the man's going to be okay, which is good. Um, but yeah, that kind of obviously marred it a little bit. Spurs came back on. Son scored before half time, probably to piss off uh, owners or those that sold because um, it was deemed that we actually thought he had COVID. Um, probably more of an FPL thing in terms of getting rid of him there and then. But yeah, if if you did have Son or you were tempted to bring him in for that game and didn't, that's really unfortunate. Yeah, very tough luck. Um, I've just seen the stats on Hoiberg and he's only in 1% of top 1K's teams. Oh, mad, honestly. He's, so he's been doing, doing bits for me. <laughs> yeah, he was exceptional last season. And I think it was because of Spurs' start. Um, obviously, most people just, just stayed away, but you've you've fair play to you you've banged on about him every pod and he's continued, yeah, have, yeah. continued to return all right let's jump on to the uh the final game of the week and the game in which there was a real split on captaincy in i guess this these two arsenal fixtures this one gone and then the one coming up on friday really summed up the mindset of the community in terms of planning in which way to go and um it kind of paid off for both those that went to Bamiyang and those that stuck with Gallagher. It was Arsenal 2, Crystal Palace 2. Yeah, very good game. Um, had a bit of everything in it. Arsenal did look very comfortable at first. Yeah. I thought they were going to go on to keep the clean sheet. And Likewise. I captained Ben White in in both my teams. Um, yeah, I also own Gallagher as well. Um, I've got white for the arsenal coverage i had gallagher to cover that palace brighton game mm. um i thought i'd only have like looking back weeks and weeks ago i thought i'd only have one player for this game um but yeah i've ended up with two and uh i've captained the wrong one in both teams uh it's a bit frustrating i've gone with ben white um but it was close i yeah, was so was. close to doing doing gallagher and to be honest he could have get a, got a clean sheet yeah 100 percent. i mean obviously Quite a few people a few weeks back brought in a Bamiyang, and obviously that was going to provide coverage for this Arsenal game and obviously the game against Villa. When a Bamiyang scored that early on, I think it was what eight minutes. I thought, oh fuck, here we go! Like this is going to be a killer. Like those that have gone with him are going to get you know two goals and an assist in this game. Palace look like they're going to they're going to bend over Arsenal at home. They're, they're going to have some fun, and thankfully that was all he got. He didn't even get shots here. Got seven points. Um, Connor Gallagher, obviously getting himself two shots on target. I thought, oh, brilliant, you know, I'll take the shots here. He had no tackles until I think it was the 78th minute. And then he got his first. And in the end, in the last 10 minutes, he picked up four tackles. He's got himself tackled tier one there as well and picked up man of the match. So it was a, a nine pointer, obviously up to 18. So I honestly think it was kind of on as even, really, for uh, those that went with the Bamiyang and those that stuck with Gallagher. The the big call will be Friday because I think the split will be between Abamyang and Emmy Martinez, I think are going to be the two highest owned captains for, for this Friday. Obviously if Abamyang scores, it wipes out Martinez's clean sheet. So um, yeah, I think that's going to be a, a tough one to watch. Yep. Fair shout. Out of interest, who are you going to be on for uh, Friday? Um, I think it's going to be Ben White again. Yeah, <laughs> in both teams. Um, however, we'll take uh, 
team one, I could, if I fancy punting on anyone in particular, I could do. Um, I, obviously, I don't have Villa or safe Southampton coverage, so I could actually go Villa. You could, yeah. And go, say, whoever I fancy. But Who's your I, goalkeeper? I, I, may, I may just stick with uh, Ben White. My goalkeeper is Meslier. Okay, and so you could. In, yeah, in team one. You could potentially go Meslier to Martinez if you could afford it. Yeah, yeah, potentially. If I fancy him over Ben White, um, maybe. Um, I've got 38 transfers in team one, 36 in team two. So I, <laughs> you, I could you could afford could. to make a transfer, mate. <laughs> yeah, I, I could do. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Um, maybe Ben White will do the business this time round. He was only four passes off of uh, passing tier. Yeah, no, he was unlucky. Mainly thanks to Tommy Asu in the last 10 yeah. minutes. Loads of groans from the Arsenal fans. I was cheering him on. I was like, "Yes, Tommy, Asu, keep passing, <laughs> keep back passing to him. it back to Ben White." <laughs> and I bet you, when, oh. obviously, you thought that he got the assist there, but it ended up being a oh, Marinelli. God. Yeah, it was. I, I knew that wouldn't be a Sky assist no, anyway. No. But in terms of FPL, I thought that was going to get given. But, you, know, oh, you, you, got, you got yourself banned, mate. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for those that try and uh, contact James on Twitter, you, you can't at the moment because he's uh, currently suspended after. Um, Tweeting some profanities to FBL Towers. Hopefully, I'll get my account <laughs> back. If bad. not, I'm going to be. Uh, I'll have to start again. <laughs> you will, unbelievable. We'll get your account back. Don't worry. Right. Um. Should we have a look at then our teams before we jump on to uh, the questions and then touch on fixtures at the end? Yeah. Why not? Um. So for me, team one, the team with 38 transfers is sat at 3k, 3008. Um. It got 94 this week. Um, Salah 32, Van Dyke 10, Christensen 10, Cancelo 10, uh, Gallagher on nine, Vardy in there as well. Um, so I'm quite happy with how th- this team has been performing. Um, hence why I've not really made any transfers. Is that the team with 38? Um, yeah, you're in such a good position there because my, my B team, I've used six transfers in that one, I'm on 34. That's at 2.9k. So you're only just behind that and you've got four extra transfers. I, I think days. <laughs> I think you're in, honestly, I think you're in a really good position with that team, particularly with the fact that you've only used two. Like you can really attack fixtures if you want to. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to like actually sort of like using them. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> team two, on the other hand, uh, it's 4.8k. It's used, well, it's got 36 left, um, 77 for this team. Did okay, uh, kind of suffered with Rafinha on zero and Diaz on one. But apart from that, had kind of the, the Salah, Salah points in there, Trent points, size goal, um, Hoiberg on 11. It's it's done okay. But um, Antonio, Ronaldo, kind of letting the team down, really. Yeah, it's unlucky. Um, for me, my main team um, got 92 points mainly thanks to obviously a Gallagher captaincy, Salah and Kane captaincy. It was captaincy returns, which um, did, did the business there. That's up to 244th. Um, Ooh, nice. And then I my B team, um, that's 2.9k. Uh, that only got 77 points this week. Um, partly down to quite a few no-shows. You know, Rudiger, no-show. Diaz only coming off the bench. Rafinha, no-show. And uh, as, you know, the likes of Saar and Antonio in there, so... I'm not overly fussed about that one. I'm taking a few risks in it, so um, we'll, we'll we'll see how it ticks along. That's got two two point four million in the bank for that team. So if I want to, I can make a a few jumps there. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm really enjoying it. To be fair, um, 
quickly looking at the fixtures this weekend before we then jump on to community questions. Uh, captaincies for the Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Where are you thinking? Uh, Friday, it depends who I have. So Ben White, unless I make transfers. Um, those that own, obviously, like a Bamiang or whoever, go for them. Yeah. Um, Saturday, I think, if you don't have him, then and he plays, then Lukaku will obviously be a great shout. But if not, whichever defender starts, yeah. if you own them for Chelsea, I think would be a great pick. You almost guaranteed passing tier and a clean sheet probably. And on, on the Sunday... Um, it's tough. It is tough. Uh, West Ham are always good against Spurs. They are. But I honestly think Salah... Form, on current form, yeah. yeah. Mo Salah against Man United, I think yeah. there's, there's goals there. Exactly. I think you have to. I mean, he's 92.5% owned in the top 1K. If if you don't captain him and Salah goes big against United, and we've seen obviously Leicester score four, you, you're going to suffer because Salah's going to be at the front of that. And yeah, I think Liverpool will really want to get one over Man United. So um, yeah, for me, I'd probably be going Salah with the fact that I've got Kane and Antonio, you know, if they get a few goals against each other, uh, I'm, I'm getting a few extra points, but yeah, I'll, I'll be on Salah for that one. Um, just want to touch on the fixtures then before we get on to community questions. And finally, we, we received them. It was the November and December fixtures. And there's a few standouts. So obviously we know November the 1st was that Wolves-Everton um, single game day. Turns out we actually need to hold those Everton assets for quite a while. Because Everton Arsenal um, is on Monday the sixth, so obviously you could hold your Arsenal assets. I think it's unlikely. Say you're on a Bamiyang, you'd want to hold him. But Everton Arsenal is on Monday the sixth. You've then got Everton Leicester on um, Monday the twentieth of December, um, and Everton have also. I am sure I've seen it elsewhere. Oh wait, no, it was the yeah the three. So obviously then you've got the Everton Wolves as the first, but they've they've been drummed up for two other single game days in December. I think the likes of Damari Gray, probably likely to stay in my team until well in the, in the new year now. Um, the other points to note, the fact that, I mean, this is talking well in advance now, Monday the 3rd of January, Wolves-Man United, single game day. Um, Friday the 10th of December is an interesting one. Watford versus Brentford is the single game day. That is interesting. And I think I'd be yeah more inclined to go down that uh, Brentford route. Agreed. Yeah, that, that might be a good opportunity to bring in the likes of Mbwemo, I think. Yeah. Or save a bit of cash and go for one of the defenders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The likes of Pinnock, for instance. Yeah, could, could be a good shout there. Or even if um, you were sick of Antonio by then, you could always move to a, an Ivan Tony, for instance, for for a few games. Because I think Brentford's fixtures generally aren't too bad. You know, from that point, they've got Watford. Yeah, they've got Man United, but then they've got Saints. They've got Brighton. They've got Villa. It is it's not too shabby, and um, the games in which Tony could potentially get goals. Agreed. And then the other uh, point to note is the fact that I think it's quite obvious. You're probably not really looking for a Man United asset until their first single game day, which is Monday the 27th of December, and that's against Newcastle. And that's the point in which I'll probably look to bring Ronaldo back, given they've then got the Newcastle game, the Burnley game, and the Wolves game. 
Um, there is the Crystal Palace Norwich period mid-December. I'm not sure I'm going to go back that early. I'll probably wait until that single. And that might be a good time to to really jump on Man United assets if they've improved. Yep, fair shout. But yeah, um, that, that that's all available. Um, I think FF stuff it's it's on their website. If you're a Planet FPL patron, James has got a a brilliant uh spreadsheet there, and obviously um Ian Parron with his uh, his fixture spreadsheet. That's that's what I've kind of looked at and what I've used. All really handy tools, and I think essential for planning, particularly over that busy December period. Um, finally, then James, we'll jump on to uh, the three questions that we've uh, got in. First things first, it's from FF Dempsey. Anything of note from the December-January fixture release? Well, uh, I think we've just touched on it, so hopefully that summarised it. But if you do have any other questions, mate, or anything you want to chat about, feel free to DM. You know, I know we're in a uh, in a group together as well on Twitter, so I'm um, happy to discuss anything. But yeah, I think just the main standouts is the fact that Everton single game days, that, that horrible Watford-Brentford, and then maybe the period in which we should be jumping on Man United. Um, second question in is FPL Glasto. If Decore is facing an extended period on the sidelines, who should be a replacement? Any thoughts? Um, obviously, you could go like for like, get, get another Everton player in mm. with this announcement. Yeah. Um, Big Grey, Townsend, uh, whoever, maybe even wait if you if you can change formation and go for a, a yeah. DCL or a Charleston. Yeah, that's going to say. Might, might be a decent option. Um, if you're looking for just to get another midfielder. Obviously, Hoiberg, let's, uh, let's, let's throw him out there <laughs> again. He, he keeps returning. He uh, Tielemans would be a good pick if you can stretch to Tielemans. I don't think he's too much more expensive. I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, I'll have a quick look, to be honest. I yeah, can, have a look. I can have a quick look uh, now for you. Tielemans yeah, there's Tielemans. 8.7 million. Oh, yeah, bit of a stretch. Bit of a jump, maybe, yeah. maybe you can get there if you've got some funds. If not, yeah, look. Not sure. Not sure, yeah. actually. Uh, yeah, I think it's really unfortunate if you are on Decore, obviously with the with the injury there. I guess it just depends on what you want to target. It's whether you want to target those single game days this early on, or whether you want to move elsewhere and then reassess when we come back to those singles. Because you might find that you don't necessarily want it to be an Everton player. You might want to cover the singles with with the opposition. So, I think yeah, something to keep an eye on. But for me, I'm Damari Gray. If you do want to, because we are going to need Everton coverage for the foreseeable. Um, final question, and then from Steve Wright at Steve Sky FF. Is 5 3 2 the optimal formation with just rotating big hitters going forward? I've had three up front all season, but feel an extra Chelsea City defender offers better value and more consistency than that third striker spot. It's a, it's a fair shout. Because hmm. um, there are a lot of decent defensive options. Obviously, you've got sort of the Chelsea boys. Cancelo, uh, one of Trent or Robbo, if you can get one of them as well, that looks looks pretty good. Um, it's something I'm considering because I'm on Antonio. Um, obviously, I've got Salah, Kane, and Antonio in my main team. It just there isn't a good point to jump off of West Ham because they seem to always play on a Sunday. Obviously, with the Europa League and whatnot. But I might just have to bite the bullet and go, say, an Antonio back to a, a Chelsea um, defender. because or No, probably Man City, to be honest. I'd like maybe Cancelo. I don't think I could afford Diaz with um, the formation that I've got at the moment. 
I've got four in midfield, and again, a Ben Rama could very easily become a a cheaper defensive asset to to free up funds, or an Embermo to then allow Antonio to be upgraded to um, a DS with the, with the money there. So I wouldn't be against going five three two. I've seen it spoken about a lot already, and um, particularly in my B team, I'm already on four defenders. I've got Rudiger, Matip, Diaz, and Aspilicueta there. I wouldn't be against bringing in a Cancelo and having two Chelsea and two Man City because, like you said, I think that's where the points are. Regularly, you're picking up 10-pointers, and that's what you want in Sky. Definitely is. Right. Hopefully, that's uh, summarised the uh, the Sky game week for you then and um, maybe giving you a little bit of food for thought for the weekend ahead and also just a, a bit of a push to maybe start planning a little bit further on now that we've got those fixtures. Yeah, we all know that you know injuries and stuff can uh, can come up and really um, piss us off and ruin ruin some planning. Like Decore, for instance, I've seen that someone brought him in last week, and now obviously, yeah, uh, really unfortunate that he's out for six to eight weeks. But that's why we've got forty transfers. So good luck, everybody. Um, there's some big decisions to be made at the weekend, and we look forward to chatting to you next week. It's a goodbye from me, James, and goodbye from me. Cheers, guys. <laughs>